How's it going, everybody? I am Luke, joined by Joe, as always, for the Charging Buffalo Podcast, episode 16 of this season, and it's a uh, a, a, a moderately warm morning, thankfully, here. It was Buffalo. cold last episode, very cold, and now yes. it's very warm. Not very warm, it's it's nice. Very cold. Good 40 degrees. Yes, 40 yes. Degrees. So. But... Before we get into it, I want to apologize for last week's episode for how terrible the sound quality was, but the conversation was just so great and entertaining that we just had to put it out there. We've had too many lost episodes this year because of this horrendous studio that we record in, and it's just god-awful, but you know what? It's okay. From what we can tell right now, the audio is going to be fine. So we hope that everything is well. And thank you, everybody, for staying with us. I know how annoying uh, bad audio can be. It bothers me relentlessly. So thank you for sticking through that with us. We got a lot of replies and whatnot. So uh, we appreciate it. Casey Middle School. Yes, he Casey scored Middle School. A, he scored a couple more goals. Oh. Casey Middle School. Well, good for him. He's going to be Casey takes on high school soon. He's one of the uh, 10,000 guys who plays good in minor league. We'll see how it turns out. Okay. Uh, But anyways, (laughs) excuse me, uh, the trade deadline Mm -hmm. uh, passed Mm -hmm. uh, a week ago today. Uh, What do you think about their trades? I like it. Dominic Cahoon looks really good. I, I liked the Simmons trade it was a free player uh would you rather have him or vladimir sabotka i mean he took sabotka's number so uh maybe that vladimir. means maybe that means sabotka's banished the shadow realm but uh <laughs> no wayne simmons i mean listen there's something to be said about toughness you do need hitting in your lineup and simmons is like the prototypical hitter in the nhl he's a big body guy and we didn't have that um so I think it's good to have him on the team. Cahoon is a really good player. Uh, for all the bozos who, for some reason, thought Curtis Lazar was going to be a second-line center, uh, sorry, but Dominic Cahoon could very well be that in Except the near future. he has played center his entire life besides the past two years. And then Jason Botterill immediately shutting that notion down because why why can we have a center jason bottrell just refuses to play guys at their natural position for whatever reason um and i think that goes for line and i think he's a natural forward <laughs> probably probably is well darlene is a natural forward too Let's mark pesic's a natural forward he's yeah. scoring goals he's got like 10 goals yep yep but yep. yeah the simmons trade i was so confused because i it, i didn't even think about Wayne Simmons potentially come here at all because I didn't think they were going to get any rentals. But at the by the deadline, what they were six or eight points out, good for them for trying to go for it mm-hmm. at least. Obviously, they didn't even make it to meaningful games in March because what are they, 10 or 12 points out now? Something like that. And what do you know? They use the term meaningful games in March instead of playoff race or playoffs, they will use any kind of synonym for that for playoffs and postseason that they can get their hands on. Because it's like, 
it's very clear. It's a PR thing. They don't want to get the fans' hopes up. Because if the fans in their current state here playoffs, that's all they're going to expect. Mm-hmm. And th- I think this team knows that. I think that's that's the realization I've come to. For years on this podcast, I've said, why don't they say playoffs? And I think that's why. Because they know they're nowhere near them, and they're just going to get the fans' hopes up. Because we haven't heard that word in so yeah. damn long. We hear meaningful – we're going to get meaningful games in March mm-hmm. before March even hits, and they're 12 points out, 10 mm-hmm. or 12 points out. It mm-hmm. was 10 the last time I watched. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I didn't even look at the scores. Like, I, I checked out. I've already checked out. Like, it's sad because, like, they got they, – they reeled me in. When they were six or eight points out, I started to get my hopes up a little bit. David Ayers comes out there and beats the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs lost to oh, – they lost to some bad team. Might have been Ottawa. I think they lost to Ottawa, didn't they? Or um, Detroit or New Jersey, one of those garbage teams. But Toronto's choking a little bit, but now they're they're winning again. So it's – things yeah. change so quickly in the NHL. Yeah, the Leafs look like they were choking, and then snap of a finger, they're back. And it's kind of a cliche thing to say, but it's true. I mean, just a week ago, I thought the Leafs were tanking and falling off a cliff and maybe not even going to make the playoffs, and the Panthers were streaking. Now the Panthers are struggling too. Yeah, the Panthers have all but played themselves out of a playoff spot now because they, 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 they can't score goals anymore, it seems like, and – um I think it's becoming apparent that they they are much. twelve points out of a playoff spot. So to those who the Sabers that is yes yeah. to those who are saying that Ralph Kruger got them to meaningful games in March, you're out of your goddamn mm-hmm. mind. Okay, sorry. Uh, so Simmons, fifth round pick in twenty twenty one. I mean he he's a good player to have in the locker room. I wouldn't give him a contract extension, but. Hey, if you're going to throw away a late-round pick, why not Simmons, I guess? It's fine. Uh, before, because they traded for Simmons pretty early on. I, I forgot what time it was. It was it was about 11 o'clock. Yeah, it was about yeah. 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. The instigators were still on. Uh, but, yeah, they get Simmons, and I'm like, okay, well, what, what else are they going to do here? Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they're going to buy some more, maybe get another rental. But because it didn't make sense because they had too many forwards. so And then they make the Pittsburgh trade, trading Rodriguez and Cherry for Dominic Cahoon. And then it kind of makes sense because yeah. they, they need another body with uh, two forwards going out for one. So I don't hate the trade. I wouldn't sign him. Maybe a one-year – like if they let Gergensons go, Gergensons walks, and they need a fourth-line left winger. Okay. I'd be. I mean, I'd for hope a one they're not. Deal. I'd hope they're not that dumb. <clears throat> I don't know. It, I mean, if they brought him back for one year, I guess who cares? But and then if he does sign, it'd be upgraded to a fourth round pick. I also didn't realize New Jersey gave Simmons a five million dollar contract. They retained fifty percent of that salary. I did not know that either. That's great. Yeah, because. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I saw $5 million. I'm like, what are they doing? Because <laughs> that's all of Bogosian's money that they saved by terminating the contract. And by the way, seeing Lightning fans just roast Bogosian on a nightly basis is hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, great. Yeah, Bogosian having equally as bad a time in Tampa as he had in Buffalo. 
I don't know if he's been scratched yet. They're going to wave him again. <laughs> They're going to wave him again. But the Cahoon trade, it's a good trade. I don't know a ton about Dominic Cahoon, but definitely has some speed. Mm-hmm. He can finish. Uh, I couldn't watch a Coyotes game, but he got an assist on Skinner's goal. So that was pretty nice. Uh, I I tweeted it out after they got him. Why not do Olafson, Eichel, and Cahoon on the same line? Why not? Why not? The coach is a moron. He's not going to change anything on that top line. But you never know now because Olafson got hurt in, in the last game. I didn't see the hit. I didn't see anything. But uh, maybe Cahoon will get his chance on the Eichel line. And Eichel's also hurt, too. Yes, that's the speculation is that Eichel is injured. Uh, and you know what's scary is, like, I don't know, people are saying that it might be a, it looks like a core injury. Someone's bothering him in his core, and he wasn't taking face-offs. Steven Stamkos is now out with a core injury. He had surgery. He's out eight weeks. Eight so weeks. I'd say just shut him down. Just shut him down. Yeah, just shut him down. He had a great season. Maybe he wants to play, though, because there's probably incentives in his contract. Oh, there definitely is. But, I mean, if that if this team doesn't compensate him no matter what, like, mm, come on now. That doesn't breed I'd much. I'd say shut him down. Oh, it, I don't know how long Olafson's injury is going to be. I'm, I'm assuming we'll get an update at some point today at practice. But Olafson potentially missing the rest of the season. You got Eichel potentially missing the rest. I, I don't think they're going to shut him down until like they're mathematically out, even though they basically are. They are out of it. Like they're if you if you're still not hope for the playoffs, they have to win every game. I think they can only lose two more games, or the Leafs can only win two more games. If my math, I did a brief gloss over on Hockey Reference, and I think that's 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 how it works out. They're in eighth last. Chicago is tied with them, and the Devils are two points back. Mm. The Sabers. I don't know if you saw the graphic. On the NBCSN game the day after the trade deadline against Colorado, uh, but when Bob McKenzie was on, and he the Sabers, the past seven years have like been horrible in March. They were like they won two games in March last year. Yeah, like three, four out of those seven years they've had the worst statistically the worst record in March. I mean, I did not see the graphic, but. I mean, the team hasn't been to the playoffs in nine years, so I believe it. So what if they do shut Eichel down, Olsen misses the rest of the season? you got to bring up, like, Scott Wilson and Remy Ellie to fill in the holes. Good luck. Scott Wilson and uh, Taylor Lear, maybe? Taylor Lear, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah that would be exciting. But at this point, they are three back of Montreal, who are in 23rd. Like, they're basically locked in yeah. to a top-ten pick at this point. Yeah. I just don't see it. But, yeah, uh, I like Dominic Cahoon. I hope they Ralph Gruger doesn't ruin him. Mm-hmm. I guess he sat, he sat, like, the last 11 minutes of the third period right. against, the Coyote, against the Avalanche. Correct. So That's what I saw. Ah, I wasn't able to watch that game. Coach but is I, a moron, guys. The coach is a moron. I've been saying it all along. Oh, man. People really like Ralph Krueger. 
Do you, what, what are your true thoughts on Ralph Cruz? My true thoughts, uh, I mean, it's still his first year. He's, 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 I mean, it's not saying much, but I think he's better than Housley. I mean, um, I'm not so sure about that. Relative. I'm really not so sure about that. Relative to last year, I think this has been a pretty good season. Uh, we had a bad finish to February, and I think that's what kind of puts a blemish on it. Listen. They were 10 points out of playoff spot a year ago as well, you know. It's exactly the same. It's the same story, different year, yeah. different voice. That's it. Well, people like... See, but that kind of reflects on the players, though. It also does, yeah. Like, who... But how many how many games does this coach cost of this team by platooning Jeff Skinner at the bottom of the lineup? Not giving him 11 minutes of ice time. Because what if... I mean, Skinner hasn't played great this year. I'm not going to say that he's played fantastic. But what if we got Jeff Skinner of la- half of Jeff Skinner of last year? Mm-hmm. How many more wins do they have? Oh, uh, well, let's see. That's about 26 goals. Maybe three or four. Probably mm-hmm. around there. That's and they're right in. That's it. eight more points, and they're four points. Okay, yeah, yeah, but just on the Skinner decision alone. Skinner had opportunities though in the beginning of the year too. To, he did play. He did play uh, very well yeah. at the beginning of the year. He was on like a, he was above a forty goal pace at the beginning of the year. I don't know what happened. Sabolka got injured. That's what happened. And Skinner did miss These a couple burner accounts coming at me with that. Yeah. Skinner did miss a did miss uh, time. Yeah. a couple of games, though. Um, Olofsson was out for a while there. I mean, those are missing goals and also. they didn't even put Skinner with Eichel when Olofsson was out. Yeah. God bless. Uh, but And the defense has been, I mean, the guys like McCabe. Ristolainen's been a good surprise. I think he's been good this year. But, like, McCabe, we all know the tire fire that was Bogosian. Um, he played Bogosian. Yeah, yeah, Bogosian plays. McCabe plays every night. Ristolainen still plays too many minutes. Right, but Johansson is playing center for some reason. I mean, he plays better on the wing. And what do they do? They put him back at center. That's playing the guys that you're given, though. Right. I mean, Sam Reinhart is a center. He's a center. I see. This is where I I don't agree with that. I how do we know he played center in junior and nine games his rookie year. Let's we see. can't. We can't just say he's a center. He is a center. He's played center his whole life. Besides in Buffalo, because for some reason they don't think he can do it. But that's why not. I think that's just pure speculation. Though. But if they, he's done just fine on the can, wing. He has done good on the wing. But would he? He'd be a, a much better center than Marcus Johansson. Are you kidding me? It's just completely failed. The guy cannot play center. I just, and they just keep doing it. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know if Reinhardt, like, Reinhardt's better as a finisher, in my opinion. I don't think he can really, I don't see him as a guy who can carry his own line. Like, he, he's better on a line. We um, don't know because they've never this, tried it. That's true. We they've don't never know, but... tried it. Why not? What do they have to lose in these last... 15 games of the season. That's another reason why I kind of want Eichel to shut it down. Who cares? Let's see what Reinhardt can do centering his own line. I know, but 
uh, it's just when you've played wing, I don't think it's going to be that easy to just convert somebody to center again like that. He can't just. I mean, he's basically playing play. center. He's take he's been taking all the draws because Eichel's in so much pain. He can't do it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you've carved out a nice role for yourself like that, I don't see the sense. Uh, I'm just gonna say now, him. if they trade Sam Reinhart to any team, he would be playing center. It's just in Buffalo. If they trade him anywhere, he's gonna be playing center. Again, though, I just think that's. I think that's just that's just pessimism. It's not. I. He's a center. He's literally a center. Again, I mean, maybe. See, they, they they drafted him to play center. It's it's like the chicken and the egg. Okay, they go hand in hand. I, on one hand, he hasn't he's never played. I don't know. know. He hasn't been given the chance. I'm just saying it right now. They are dying, dying for a number two center, a real number two center, and they have a top, a real, a legitimate top six forward on the team. Whether you think he's good or bad, whatever. He's a top six forward who has played center his entire life besides when he came to Buffalo. They drafted him second overall as a center, and they refuse to play him at center. I don't understand it. They won't even try it. They're, people are like, oh, it didn't work before. It won't work again. What do you mean? When he played on the third line on the tank team for nine games with, I don't know, I don't even remember who he played with. They're not in the league anymore, I'll tell you that. Well, what about the six games at the beginning of 16-17 when he played with oh, Seth Griffith and Gergensen? Okay, I mean, who would excel playing with those guys? And Reinhardt's a better player now than he was then. Why not even try it? Why not try it? If they're going to... Put Marcus Johansson out there night after night when he's just doing so bad at center. He, They put him at the wing, and he plays well, and then they put him back at center, and he's playing bad again. Like, he can't do it. Just stop. Mm. I don't get it. They'll say, like, oh, Reinhardt, it doesn't work. Uh, Johansson, it hasn't worked at center either, and they just keep doing it. I, don't, I do not understand it. Reinhardt does not have to be with Eichel. You can put Cahoon there. You can put Simmons there. You can put anyone else there. Anyone else there. Eichel is going to elevate their game and play. And they're going to play better. Oh, it's just so frustrating. This is That's what grinds my gears the most. Why not even try it? People just come out and say, oh, it won't work. It hasn't worked before. When he's got less than 20 game sample size playing center. Or even on his own line. Just do it. Well, I think if you're going to try it, it has to be now. I mean, you're you're out of the race. Um, like you said, Jack is, I mean, he should be shut down. I believe that too. But, I mean, this is the time where uh, you can do it. You have 16 games to work with. Um, it's not the sample size I desire, but uh, it's pretty much free games, mm -hmm. if you will, if you put them there. Yeah, and how do uh, – I. I'm going to go off in a rant in five seconds if I keep going talking about this. But, man, I just mm, – I can't take it anymore. That's what's bothering me the most about this team. They haven't changed the top line at all. 
at but, all. I mean, but I mean, it's it's worked. They're in eighth last place in the standings but, but right now. That's not because of the top line. It's though. not. The top line has worked. It you got you got to think from a coach's perspective, though. Like, why would you want to break up what's working? In all fairness to Ralph Kruger, it's true. Why would you want to break up the one thing that's working? They're three super talented players. I mean, like, what sense does it make to break that up? It's, it's better. True. It's better it's than just throwing a guy on. Like, anyone can play with Eichel. I mean, it takes a smart player to play with a superstar, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. You know, you can't take a Joe Schmo off the street and put him uh Johansson can play the right wing. Okay. They can just easily switch the two of them. And if they even if they didn't want to play Reinhardt center, they can still put him on the right wing on the other side and put a different center there even though they don't have any. But but do we want Johansson on the first line? I mean, he'd be fine. Can't be that bad. He plays well on the wing. Every time I've watched them play and he's on the wing, he plays well. I don't know. I just think um it's it's um it's kind of cherry picking and looking for reasons why things aren't going so good when really it's the guys below that first line. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's the other I blame players. this season on the guys like Jimmy B.C., Rodriguez, Sherry. Mm-hmm. The fourth line has been great. Yes. That line's been awesome. Fourth line's been great. And you they haven't been broken you up. You can't blame that fourth line this season. That's the you thing. Can't. That line hasn't been broken it up. It has been broken up a couple times. Well, a but couple times. that was times, due to injuries. But, but, yeah, injuries and whatnot. So yeah. why would you break up the first line? Those are the two lines that are working. You don't switch those the up. middle lines. I, I, I think, yes. Ralph well, they, Kruger. They don't have a second line center. Mm-hmm. They don't have a third line center. And they're lacking uh, third line scoring wingers. Mm-hmm. That'll kill you. Well, listen. Ralph Kruger. They don't have a third line. Ralph Kruger has faults, okay, and it's easy to blame the coach, but, I mean, there's a trend here. Why have they cycled through coaches every two seasons, but the players have remained the same since Dan Bilesma? There's a trend here. It's the players. It's It, it can't be the coaches all the time. I mean, the coaches, and this, this is just the truth. I mean, they don't make the roster. They put together what they work with. I mean, we could have... Zach Bogosian could have been out of the lineup, and we still could have went with 17, 11 forwards, and it could have worked if we didn't have Zach Bogosian. It's just it's it, it's it's the personnel we have, and that comes down to Jason Bottrell. There, there's a trend forming here, and it, it's the players. It's both of them. But see, but my point is that system could work if if they had better players. If they had better players, but they don't, and he's right. Not, he's not playing. His hand well enough. I made a list. I don't know if you saw the list. It's a long list of these bonehead decisions by Ralph Kruger. Bonehead. Terrible. Like what? I'll pull it up. Okay. But I mean, like, okay, it's how he uses them, but how many different combinations of... God, I can't even think of who's in the middle of this lineup. How many different combinations of uh, uh, Curtis Lazar, Jimmy VC, and, you know, the Marcus Johansons can you flip-flop? Well, we've already touched on Ryan Hart. And just expect it to work. Uh, Darlene was almost ruined. He tried to turn him into a shutdown defenseman. 
uh, Johansson at center, playing sitting Colin Miller for half the season when Jake McCabe plays every single night. Versus the Lions getting played into the ground. Versus the Lions plays too much still. Uh, Lawrence Pilot being scratched while Jake McCabe and Zach Bogosian are playing. Special teams are atrocious. Power play was great at the beginning of the year, and now it's terrible. Penalty kill is the worst in the league. Okay, there's more. Jeff Skinner gets no ice time. He gets 11 minutes a night. Skinner is playing with no talent. That's on the GM. But, hey, he played with Eichel last year. I'm not saying he should be playing with Eichel, but... He's playing with Curtis Lazar and Wayne Simmons. Congratulations. Also, Bruce Boudreaux is available. Jared Gallant's available. Uh, also, uh, Peter Laviolette's available. There is no shortage of good coaches available to the point where when Botterill gets fired and they're like, okay, should we keep the coach or not, mm-hmm. where they should say to themselves, hey, we probably should let the coach go too because there are better options. And the thing clashing with Jeff Skinner is the most important thing here. Like, there's, it's clear as day there's a clash between Jeff Skinner and Ralph Kruger. And 10 times out of 10, who should win? Who is going to be here longer, Jeff Skinner or Ralph Kruger? Jeff Skinner. It's Jeff Skinner. Who is more important to this team, Jeff Skinner or Ralph Kruger? Well, Jeff Skinner. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's your answer. Ralph Kruger should not be back next year because Jeff Skinner's $72 million contract. But it's it's been one year. It has been one year. We're talking about how there's not enough players. You can't just fire Kruger because— Well, I'm not—I'm not— I'm Not everybody can play a Jack Eichel. I'm not prefacing this. I'm going to preface this by saying this. If they don't fire Botterill, I don't care if they bring Kruger back. Whatever. I know they're not. Botterill's not going to fire him. But— when they fire Botterill, why should they bring Kruger back? Continuity? Ooh, whatever. Well, I, I mean, I, I, again, I mean, it falls on the GM. Kruger, we're using Kruger as a scapegoat here when, for years, we haven't had solid leadership. It's been uh, two straight GMs who have no prior experience running an NHL front office. And you can't have that when you're you're still a rebuilding team, unfortunately. People want Ralph Kruger to be the GM, believe it or not. That'll never happen, though. I that's know. that's irrelevant. I know. Uh, but it's and I, listen, I know it's it's it, it's easy to pile on the coach because of that, but um, I'm still gonna stick with the fact that there's not enough talent on this team, and that comes down to the GM. And, and they listen, have a great opportunity this off season to. Clear the decks. All yeah. the bad players are gone. Mm-hmm. Everyone that is under contract next year is pretty good for the most part. Oposo, too. He's under contract. His contract is big, but mm-hmm. he's a useful player to this team at this current state. It, it's... They can clear the ducks of everything. GM, gone. Let the GM pick his own coach. Why not? Let him pick his own guy, especially because there are good, really good coaches available right mm-hmm. now. And don't give me, oh, Bruce Boudreaux can't win in the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. Well, Bruce Boudreaux has taken the team to the playoffs ten times. I don't care if he can't win because you know how many years in a row the Sabres have missed the playoffs? It's going to be nine. So don't give me, oh, Bruce Boudreaux can't win in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. No. You got to get to the playoffs first. You got to get to the playoffs first. I said it last week. That's my favorite comeback. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
whatever. Gerard Gallant, he took the Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup Final and then makes the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let I mean... The, let the new GM... Elaine Vigneault was available last offseason. Look what he's doing in Philly. Everyone was saying he's great with young teams, and look, he's good with a young team. He's leading a young team to the playoffs, and probably they're contending for the division now. Everyone laughed at that and thought, oh, he's just some geezer. No, you need stability behind the bench. You need a a veteran coach. Stability in the front office. Tippett comes in to Edmonton. I can't believe they didn't go chase harder after Dave Tippett. Mm -hmm. That was dumb. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Whatever. They're not going to fire Ralph Kruger. They're not going to fire him. And you know, the red flags are there with Kruger. The red flags were there for Housley too in the first year. Let's not forget that. But Everyone's like, oh, it's too early, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, usually I like to give a coach a full year before I start being like, okay, this guy is a problem. Mm -hmm. But there are too many red flags for Kruger, for me at least. Mm -hmm. I know know people, it's too early for people to even realize that yet, but, or even admit to it yet. But I'm there. I'm there. I don't think, I know Botterill's not going to fire him. It's just not going to happen. But I'm going to say it again. If there's a new GM, uh, Kruger should not be brought back. And Kruger's going to be fired next year, too. What happens when there's a new GM in place and the coach stays behind the bench? They get fired. Like, look at Minnesota. They ju- New GM, Bill Guerin, comes in, and Boudreaux doesn't even make it to the three-quarter mark of the season. And then Dean Ebison comes in, and they're winning games now, and they're right, in, right knocking on the door of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I guess there's a stat. I saw a stat where every coaching change this year, they've gotten better after the coach is fired, besides San Jose. The Predators, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're in a wild card spot now. The, the Devils are four points behind us. Yeah. Two. Huh? Or is it four? Yeah, I think it's Oh, four. that's funny. Yeah, so... Uh-huh. That's great. Okay. You, know, you know who I like is DJ Smith. He's a good coach. Ottawa's going to be good. Yeah. Ottawa's yeah. going to be good. They're going to let. I think it's going to be hilarious when they lap the Sabres next year because yep. they have all that cap space. They can go sign someone. They can. Mm-hmm. They have all those picks. They can make a trade. Like they, Ottawa's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I could see them lapping the Sabres. I, I don't think it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But like I said, oh, I can't. This wait. off season. An offseason like this, they will never see it again. They will never see it again. If I'm going to give Bottle credit for that, for setting up this offseason where everyone comes off the books, I'll give him credit for that. But I don't think he's the guy that should have that offseason at all. I'm completely, I was thinking about this last night when I was playing franchise mode. I It is I completely expect Jake McCabe to be back on this roster next year. If there's a new GM, I would expect. Uh, I can't. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't he's know. He's gonna be back. <laughs> he he probably will be. If if Botterill's still here, Jake McCabe will be. He'll be wearing an A next year. Yep. for this team again. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I don't even want to think of if Jake's still here. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Like, oh, what are we going to do? The Sabres are going to trot out the same defense core in the same bottom six. Why is Rasmus Ristolainen still here? Why? Listen, the log line has been great. Okay? It has been great. But but now they're UFAs, Gergensons and Lars. Why would they want right. to stay? And here's, Why would they want to stay? Here's what I'm going to say. Just for the sake of changing it up, would you still let go of them? Just to bring in new faces. Or do you I change my mind on this every other week. Yeah. Like, they'll lose a game badly and be like, oh, get these guys out of here. But then when they're playing well, I I would keep Larson. Yeah. I would keep Larson. I can live without Gergensons. Mm-hmm. But at this point in time, I would bring them both back. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, like, okay. if they lose every game the rest of the season, then, yeah. okay, goodbye. Will that be as catastrophic as losing both of your captains on the first no, day? No, absolutely okay. not. But they have a good fourth line. Uh, I think Oposo moving down there really changed that because Gergensen's Lars have been on the fourth line for years mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oposo really adds another element to that line. And Oposo, my God. We've been saying this for years. The guy's good. He's going to be our Masterton Trophy nominee. His contract mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. His contract sucks. He's an overpaid elite fourth line player. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. I love Kyle Oposo. I, and everyone I liked your too. idea about getting the Senators to, like, retain. Yeah, I, I don't know if but anyone I saw like my tweet. Be... It's definitely cap circumvention. The NHL would catch on to that and be like, hold on a minute now. But it, my idea, okay, the Sabres trade Oposo to the Senators. But they compensate them very well. They yeah. give him, like, they give him, like, second-round pick, Matias Samuelson, a player, mm-hmm. whatever they want. And then they trade Oposo back to the Sabres while retaining half of his contract. So the Sabres get a $3 million Kyle Oposo. It's a wild idea, but... It's a wild idea. I don't think it would ever happen. It never will happen. But I think the closest thing to this is what the Capitals did with Brooks Orpik, where they traded Orpik oh, right. to the Avalanche. They bought out Orpik, and then Orpik signed back That could the happen, Avalanche. too. That could happen, too, yeah. but who's buying out that contract? It's yeah. just not possible. It's too yeah. much money. You would have to give them a first-round pick. Plus, like, if you're going to compete anytime soon, if you're the Senators, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, you can't have that contract on your books and he's not playing there. But Three million? I don't know. <laughs> What's $3 million worth for draft picks and prospects? I yeah, you're know. essentially buying a second-round pick. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I, I, everyone in the, my replies, I was like, I don't know if this is even legal or not. Really, yeah, definitely illegal. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I, I'm sure they, they had to have covered that in the CBA. Like, oh, yeah. this cannot happen. That mm-hmm. seems very, like, pre-salary cap era. <laughs> you know, <laughs> screwy stuff. That, like, the Red Wings creative. Get creative. Can yeah. we get a GM that's creative? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Vegas is always making three-way trades. Why can't? The Sabres make a three-way trade. Yeah, like that weird Leonard trade where yeah. the uh, the Leafs make, like retained like $100,000 or something of Leonard's <laughs> cap. I don't know. It's, it's It was a weird, weird mm-hmm. uh, trade. I I think the Leafs did that because of the Clarkson trade. There had to have been something where a handshake deal where, okay, we're doing this, you're going to – you owe us. Was there future considerations involved in the Clarkson there trade? There had to have been. Because that might have been the consideration. Because remember the Klesla deal when yes. the Sabres traded for Rusty Klesla, Klesla yeah. and then Murray on the radio was like, oh, George owes me a favor. Mm-hmm. 
and then he was going to protect Carrier, and I think Vegas was going to take Allmark or someone else. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, and then Murray got fired. And he got the can. We got never got to see the McPhee deal. Right. Again, people, help us get Tim Murray on the podcast. Oh, that would be great. Help I, us track him down. We need Tim Murray as like a studio analyst on NHL Network or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's doing. I know. He's I really pro- want to know what Tim Murray's doing. He's probably just chilling right now. Yeah. I wonder if he's scouting for anyone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Jason Botterill, the guy needs to go. If there's anyone with any connection to Tim Murray. Anyone at please, all. Please. Hook us up. DM us. <laughs> please. We want him on the podcast. We want to know the T. Yes. Tim yes. Murray spilling the tea, as yes. they say. Okay. Yeah, Jason Botterill, he has to go. I, I don't think – see, like, I kind of – part of me wants them to lose every game the rest of the season just mm-hmm. so these guys go. I'm ready for clean slate. New GM, new coach, half the roster turned over. Let's let's do it. Trade Ristolainen, trade McCabe. Mm-hmm. Go get Jonas Brodeen. Jonas Brodeen is a name that I really like. Yeah. Go get Jonas Brodeen. I bet Jake McCabe, Minnesota would probably love Jake McCabe. He's a Wisconsin boy. Midwest. Probably, probably grew up watching in the wild. Yeah. Go give him Jake McCabe and whatever else it takes to get Jonas Brodeen. That's a guy. All right. Jonas Brodeen. That's a player. That's a, name. That's that's a, a player. That's a player right there. That's a player. You go Darlene Brodeen and... Mm. Uh, pilot on the left side the all swedish left side all right uh got anything else before oh i i got something i watched ryan johnson for the first time Mm -hmm. uh for minnesota the guy is a player okay i just want to i just want to say that i know that everyone bags on that pick and i bag on the pick too but ryan johnson is a player the guy can skate, like he can really, really skate well, mm-hmm. and he can move the puck up the ice, whether it's carrying the puck up or passing it, and that's important. Like mm-hmm. people love Lawrence Pilot, I think Johnson is a very similar player to Lawrence Pilot, but will be better, much better. So I, I don't know. I think it might take a couple more years for him to break through into the league, but John, this guy's gonna be a player. I'm, I'm gonna say that right now. He's he was I watched the first half of the game before the the, the Vegas game mm-hmm. before that started. He was probably the best player on the ice mm-hmm. as a freshman too. Mm-hmm. He, he he creating all the chances for Minnesota. So he Johnson's good. Keep mm-hmm. an eye out for him. Uh That's more, good more news. college hockey is gonna be on right now. So definitely watch uh University of Minnesota if you can. And I also watched the the Wisconsin game before mm-hmm. for Linus Weisbach. He, he looks good, too. I don't know if he has an NHL future or not, but mm-hmm. definitely a Rochester player if he signs, that is. Okay. So th- that's your pro- prospect, prospect, report. prospect notes for this week. Yeah. Okay, do you got anything else to touch on? No, I'm looking over the standings right now in anticipation of one of our questions that I know is coming up. Okay. Uh, let's get into questions, I guess. Then. Yes. So I took to Twitter this morning, asked for, for some questions. We'll give you some credit here. Uh, okay. All right. First question from Evan. Sabres should shut Eichel down due to the injury and call up Casey Middlestat for 
like six games. What do you think? I think at the end of the season, middle set, they should throw him a bone. Give him like one or two games to say, hey, thank you for going down there Mm -hmm. and playing well. Development, as uh, Jason Botterill loves. That's Uh, the trendy word. Give him him a, a few games. Throw him a bone. Send him back down to Rochester. Yeah, I'm for it. I mean, I want to see him eventually before the season ends. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's let's see if he can apply what he's done down there up here one more mm-hmm. time this season. I'm for it. Yeah. Uh, and then another middle stat question coming from Steve. Why it takes so long for middle stat to get a run in the AHL? And I don't, I don't know. Same thing with Thompson. Like, they were both struggling last year, and they kept him up the entire season. Mm-hmm. We saw, well, they sent Thompson down to give Nylander a look mm-hmm. at the end last year. They should have sent both of them down. Maybe it's overconfidence in what these guys are. Well, I don't know. It, Jason Botterill's uh, definition of development is strange because yeah. they, they think, like, oh— Getting run into the ground, sitting in the press box, not getting minutes is development. Not really. They, these guys need to be playing minutes in Rochester. Mm-hmm. And it sucks Thompson got hurt, too. But, uh, yeah, it's just yeah, annoying. Yes. He should have been there. But he, he's playing well. Like, he at the last 10 games, he's been playing at over a point a game pace, I'm pretty sure. Curtis, two-part question. A, odds that they trade Rasmus Ristolainen this offseason – B odds they do a do the Sam Reinhardt extension right. Start with oh Ristolainen. man. All right, it depends on who's at the helm, really. If Jason Botterill's still here, I don't think he has any willingness to trade Ristolainen. Although word is coming out that there was a deal close with the Columbus Blue Jackets, according to Die by the Blades, Chad Diedemenesis. Uh, centered around Josh Anderson and the Sabres would have apparently been taking back Riley Nash and then I'm not sure what else I'm sure draft picks would have been going the other way I don't I don't know how I feel I, I like Josh Anderson he's having a rough year of injuries he's he's been shut down now yeah too. I don't know like Anderson in a second and Nash for wrist the line and I uh, I don't know about that no I would prefer I would prefer just to get a first round pick for him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Get a first round pick, it's a good draft. Draft a forward mm-hmm. and go on from there. Take your losses. If you can't if you can't trade for Ristolainen for a top six forward, draft one with a pick. I, that's where I'm at. They have enough defensemen where they can just cut their losses and trade them for a draft pick. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh odds they do a Reinhardt extension right. I don't know. I He's going to get paid above $6.5 million. I will say that. I don't know if I'd necessarily want Sam Reinhart playing here into his late 30s, though. Yeah. Skating already isn't that good. I think a five-year deal would probably be the best course. Five- or six-year deal would be the best course of action. For I Sam just Reinhardt. wonder how far into the offseason this will drag out. I bet, I'm willing to bet it will drag out very far. Because that, that's a polarizing player depending how you look at it like with money and whatnot shouldn't be but so i know but we'll we'll see how it goes it's it's going to be uh the next big twitter if they bring in a good gm i think they will do it right Mm -hmm. because a good gm will value sam reinhardt for what he is Mm -hmm. a good player 
And I'll, I, I, we'll get to the other questions later, but I just want to say this right now. They really have to get a second-line center. Yeah. <laughs> Badly. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Eric Halla, Mikhail Granlund, someone on that's going to be a trade target, they have to do something. They can. Everyone is on the Dylan Cousins hype train right now, and that's understandable. He's very good. They cannot just shoehorn Dylan Cousins in at second-line center. We saw what happened with Casey Middlestad. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Shelter him. Shelter Dylan Cousins, whether that's putting him on Eichel's wing, whether it's putting him on the third line with Johansson next year. I don't know. Don't throw this guy into the deep end because they cannot afford to waste another top 10 pick mm-hmm. by ruining him. They can't. They just can't. Go get a second-line center. Don't let Cousins grow into that role. They can start him off on the wing. Mm-hmm. What That's exactly what was going to happen with Reinhardt. They just never put him back in center. Okay. John Krieger. If you were running the team, what were your neck what are your next steps in turning this franchise around and how many years will it take to reach the playoffs? Oh. It shouldn't take that long. No, I, I know we've seen what the Canucks did. I mean, they're they're falling off a cliff right now, but um... that's what ha- always the Canucks are always in it and they fall off a cliff. It just happens. Mm-hmm. But the next step I would say, well, first and foremost, Rasmus Ristolainen goes as soon as humanly possible. Right. I would get a goalie. I would send Carter Hutton. Oh, absolutely. I would send Carter Hutton to Rochester or buy him out. I would go get a goalie. Markstrom would be perfect, but he's doing so well. He's going to get paid so much money now. Mm-hmm. Vancouver probably has to keep him. The The whole Bobrovsky thing, though, scares me. Like, mm-hmm. paying goalies like that. Oh, I absolutely. I don't know. It uh, After that, it scares me. Yeah, I, I would get I would get a goalie who is capable. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, like, Ryan Miller. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Bring him back. A capable NHL goalie. Yeah. A capable NHL goalie. Better mm-hmm. than Carter Hutton. Uh, I would trade Jake McCabe. Yes. I would trade Rasmus Ristolainen. And I would get a third line. Pretty much the dead weight. I would get a third line, and mm-hmm. I'd get a second line center. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, like the the bones of the team are here, yeah. The bone they have Allmark, who is going to be he's at least the backup goalie of the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense, they're all here next year. Bogosian's gone; he was the only one that was leaving. So the defense is still here next year. Uh, they have the top line: Eichel, Reinhardt, and uh, Olafson. Yeah, Skinner is here. Johansson is here. Oposo is here. All right, now you have to figure out what are you doing with Larson and Gergensons, mm-hmm. and then what are you doing on your third line? Because remember, Middlestat and Thompson, where do they fit in? Mm-hmm. Where do they fit in? Where does Cousins fit in? Because if they go get real players, Cousins might not even make the team. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he will, and then Middlestat won't make the team, or Thompson won't make the team. There's not a lot of room there's not a lot of wiggle room for different players here mm. because half of the forwards are still yeah there's a good chunk of the forwards are still under contract the whole defense is still here i don't know i think it's going to be interesting to watch uh it shouldn't take that long they could be in the playoffs next year they could have been in the playoffs this year they could have been in the playoffs last year who knows i don't know i they could make the playoffs next year it doesn't have to take that long 
Uh, who should the Sabres target with their first-round pick, assuming it's between 6 and 10? That comes from Steven. Uh, I saw a mock draft of them selecting Jamie Drysdale, defensive from the Erie Otters. I like Jamie Drysdale a lot, but they shouldn't pick him under any circumstances. I guess they really like Jake Sanderson, a defenseman from the U.S. National Team Development Program. If they take Jake Samuelson, I am becoming a Carolina Hurricanes fan. I will just tell you that right now. I don't care. That would be the final straw for me. Passing on a guy like Anton Lundell, Cole Perfetti, like elite-level potential forwards. Passing just a on forward in general. A, a defense. The, the forward crop this year is just so good, they cannot pass on a forward. Pick a forward. Mm-hmm. Any forward. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I I like Marco Rossi. I like Anton Lundell. I like Anton Lundell a lot. I think he'd be the guy I want the most. Mm-hmm. Cole Perfetti, you can't go wrong with him. Uh, Dylan Holloway, if they if they really start to win down here, he'd be like a 10, 11, 12 kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Cole Perfetti... Uh, Anton Lundell, they'd be realistic options there. Oh, yeah, this is a great question. Besides the Sabres, who are, what's the most miserable NHL team to be a fan of currently? Oh, man. You go first because I don't want to have the same one. Okay. I am going to say the San Jose Sharks because they don't have their first-round pick next year and they are locked into so many long-term bad contracts and it's just going to be a long painful rebuild mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. See, and they haven't won. Like, they always came up short before, and it was kind of miserable for them to begin with, and now it's just going to be pain. I wanted to have a different one, but I think it's undeniable that the Sharks are in such a horrible spot. I, w- I would not... They have, like, no draft pick... Uh, <clears throat> sorry, draft picks... They have Martin Jones, Evander Kane, yeah. Classic, Burns, Couture. Horrible contracts. All locked up. Right. All of them locked right. up. And they're good players, but they are locked up. They can't who's gonna take uh who's gonna take uh, Carl I forgot to mention Carlson. Like who's taking yeah. these guys? Like they're good players, but who wants those contracts at that age? Mm-hmm. And and like they weren't even good at the start of the year when everyone was healthy either. So it's not just because they have injuries or anything. Um, it's just they've lost it. I mean, yeah. uh, once once Pavelski left, I think that was the glue that really uh, undid it all. And now we see guys like Brendan they didn't Dillon. They trade Joe Thornton. Right, right. Uh, what are the chances they steal Eric Stahl away from the Minnesota Wild? Seems like a perfect second-line center. That comes from Sabres Truth. Uh, <clears throat> I, I bet they trade Stahl. Mm-hmm. Second round pick, prospect, get it done. I mean, mm-hmm. he'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll end it there. Uh, thanks for all those questions, everyone. Uh, if you enjoyed, let us know. Uh, you can follow the podcast. I mean, Ch- Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL LVKETCB. Follow our sponsors, Justition. You can get the new. Uh, TCB collaboration shirts, the Wayne Train shirt and the Logline shirt. Use code TCB at checkout to save 10% on those. And we appreciate you guys for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.